Hello and welcome to the CLB Forge podcast. This is the show to help equip you and your church for mission, ministry, and multiplying disciples. I'm Mike Natal. And I'm Ryan Nelson. Welcome to episode nine. Today's guest is Director of Communications and Prayer for the CLB and serves as Editor-in-Chief of Faith and Fellowship magazine. Um, In his words... He was baptized as an infant, but turned away from the faith and through the outreach of CLB congregations. He heard the gospel faithfully proclaimed and received Jesus Christ as his savior. He has an associates in communication, art and design, a bachelor of arts in religion, and a master of divinity from Lutheran Brethren Seminary in Fergus Falls, Minnesota. He was ordained in 2012, and he served as an associate pastor at Stavanger Lutheran Church, president of Messiah Lutheran Church, and he currently serves as pastor of Chippewa Lutheran Church. He's worked full-time for the CLB since 2010. He and his wife, Katie, have two kids and live in Fergus Falls, and he is the author of Footsteps in the Promise. Welcome to Troy Tisdall. Welcome, Troy. Great to have you here today. Great to be here. Thanks. See, you already had more than a one-word answer, Troy. You are living the dream. We're happy to have you here. Uh, For the guests and listeners who are listening, uh, they don't know how interconnected all three of us are. So we're going to attempt to make it through this like 25 to 30-minute interview with you, Troy, as professional as we possibly can. But there's no promises. <clears throat> and I, think, I just wanted to remind I think oh, this interview ahead, I think this interview this 20 minute interview will only take us 45 minutes right and then we're gonna have to cut it way 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 down yeah with clever we'll editing see. we'll get it down to 50 minutes yeah 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 it'll definitely show our editing team is gonna be working hard after this uh after this interview so we'll see how it goes uh but Troy we are we're happy to have you here and like I said the guests probably don't realize how interwoven and connected not only you and i are but you and ryan are and that three of us are so we're happy that you are here we're happy that you're joining us and today i want to celebrate you for actually two things troy whether you're going to take it or not because i know you're very humble and uh why uh i know that uh you you really don't like to praise yourself or the things that you've done. And so I'm going to do it for you. So first and foremost, I'm going to uh, praise your mom and dad, because today is your birthday, Troy. And you thought that we weren't going to remember it, but we did. And so happy birthday to you. Do you want to share with the listeners how old you are? 42. 42 years young. And, uh, and that's great. Man, milestone. Second milestone that we want to share is your dedication to faith and fellowship. Troy, you've been part of that team for 10 years now. And uh, this upcoming episode, which will, dr- or this upcoming magazine, which will drop when, Troy? Issue. Uh, issue. It's, it's, issue. Yeah, it's, it's actually uh, being uh, shipped today. It's being shipped today. Wow. Mailed okay. out, yep. And for those of you who are listening to this later, because episode nine is going to come out a little bit later, today would be July 8th? 9th. 9th july 9th uh that's great two days from now my 11 year anniversary with my wife uh and so you've been with faith and fellowship for 10 years and you are releasing issue is that what we're going to call it issue uh 60 and that's amazing troy that you've had the longevity yeah that that is awesome why don't you also share your social security number and your mother's maiden name while we're at it (laughs) 
we're we're all ears. Yeah, I'm not gonna yeah. do that. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, that's all a right. huge. Um, wait, does it say issue number sixty on there? No, it's not issue number yeah. sixty. Okay. It's like issue. It's like year eighty-seven issue number four. Okay, like I got gotcha. you. Fellowship's been around. It, it didn't start with me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So right. this it is only Troy's sixtieth issue. To, uh, yeah. Take it over. Which we do six issues a year, so that is uh, that's my tenth year. Man, that's awesome. Tenth year. Yeah. And it's great. And uh, if you're not reading Faith and Fellowship, Troy, how can people uh, receive Faith and Fellowship if they'd like? to know actually can you just tell us a little bit about like what faith and fellowship is and then how people can receive it yeah faith and fellowship is the uh kind of the primary vehicle for our communication ministry uh it's mailed out for free it's it's uh paid for by uh generous support that comes into the synod but it's it's sent out for free and uh it talks about what each of our ministries are up to we've got our shared ministries uh International Mission, North American Mission, and, and Lutheran Brethren Seminary. So we've got updates on each of those and each issue. And then we've got uh, usually three devotional articles that it's built around, kind of the theme. So it comes out six times a year. As, as I mentioned, um, if you just submit an address to us, we, we'll put you on the mailing list. Uh, it can also be found on our CLB app and on our website and on our Facebook page. Tremendous. Yep. Yeah, that's great. Thank you for sharing all that. Okay, so uh, the first question that we want to kind of lob your way is um, what do you do in your role? And you kind of shared this a little bit, but what do you do in your role as Director of Communications and Prayer? Yeah, I get to, I, I got the awesome job of uh, telling the story of the Church of the Lutheran Brethren. Um, we do that through a few different vehicles uh, in print, in Faith and Fellowship magazine. Uh, we do it with uh, Identity Magazine, which is a youth magazine that comes out uh, twice a year. Is what we're what we're shooting for. It's been more like uh, once every ten months uh, has been our has been our pattern. Um, then we uh, do that. We tell the stories on uh, on our website, on social media, on Facebook, um, on the mobile app, and then uh, I equip the directors, uh, the president. Our associates, uh, as they visit congregations and they tell the story, PowerPoint, slides, things like that, help them with resources. Um, so that's that's a lot of what I get to do. Uh, and there's a lot of exciting things that are that that go on in those departments. So I, I steal their thunder a lot. I get I start telling when I t- talk about what I do, I usually end up talking about what they're doing, uh, and and it's good stuff. All right, I got to butt in here because I'm. I'm one of Troy's coworkers, so he he makes everyone else look good. That's what you do, and you you help every department accomplish their their ministry goals and objectives. And uh, you're a great but, great team player. But the real question is, Ryan. I know you're coworkers with Troy, but have you ever slept in Troy's basement? Uh, no, nope. I have for a whole month. Oh, here so we I'm go not again. Saying that I'm winning this argument, but I'm just saying like I slept in his basement for a month. Are you sure it was just a month? <laughs> it was longer than a month. Yeah, I um, definitely uh, felt like a year to Troy. Did it how feel long, like a, how long was it? I don't. I'd have to look back. It it's was probably lo- documented. Yeah, it probably was. Uh, Mike, but Mike was my pastor, and he moved. He moved in under uh, false pretenses. <laughs> uh, yeah. You want to unpack that a little bit? 
Well, I mean, I mean, there was a apparently a minor flood in his apartment, and so he moved in. And while he was living there, uh, in my Wait, basement, Troy, did you ever the, see the uh, flood, or did you did you take his word for it? First of all, I did not verify that there was a yeah, flood. Yeah, I did not called it. But then uh, he accepted a call out to uh, Cranston, and. Uh, the next thing I knew, he was like a permanent resident while he finished out his term and gave his notice at his current church. Uh, a, a church that I love and care for deeply and still do and care for deeply uh, and the people who are at it. But I specifically remember, Troy, that you definitely put me to work. And one day you had me cleaning brush and cutting down tree branches and getting rid of them. And then I'm pretty sure that night you and Katie and the boys like went off on a weekend trip and it was just Baxter and I, and I ended up having some sort of allergic reaction and it ended with me going to the hospital. Cause I was like all by myself. I had no idea. And Lindsay goes, that's the most expensive Benadryl we've ever paid for in our entire life so <laughs> that happened that happened that did happen Under and i'm watch. just realizing for the first time you blame me for that because of the whole brush cut. <laughs> <laughs> all right ryan ryan bring us back right because troy and i could go back and forth i haven't even gotten I, into the time where troy dressed me up as moses during vbs and uh made me talk to like a burning bush before so Wow. Oh, no, I think you were Moses, Troy. No, I was Aaron. Oh, you were Aaron. That's right. And I was Moses. So, I mean, we could go back and forth all day long, Ryan, but then we're not going to really cover what we want to cover. So, bring us back. I only have 30 hours of recording time on my SD card. So, we got to, we got to, we better get this thing moving. But the bottom line is like the universe could only handle the two of you in the same church for so long. Is that, (laughs) or the same house? Is it? Was a good (laughs) run. Okay. All right. So you're a great leader. I know from working with you, you're a, you're a great uh, team player and you are just a, a master at teamwork. And uh, you were one of the people that helped me feel welcome when I started in my role just a few months ago. Um, you really, you went out of your way to help me. And I know you do that with other people. And um, it's so important. One of the, one of the main leadership uh, concepts that, that we need our, our churches and leaders at every level in our churches to understand that your your biggest impact is not in what you do, but in who you equip and empower and mobilize. And I think I think you've been really great at that. Um, so I've I've learned a lot from watching you. So this better be really good because we got some leadership questions for you, and we want to ask you five leadership related questions. I there's another uh, a great podcast called Five Leadership Questions by Lifeway. It's really awesome. You guys should check it out. They ask some of their guests. Well, that, that's their whole theme. They ask their guests different leadership questions. We want to throw some at you today, too, uh, for our listeners to, to benefit from you. So first one we would like to ask you is this. Um, can you name a, a person who's had a tremendous impact on you as a leader? Maybe somebody who's been a mentor to you or uh, you know, somebody who's influenced your life as a leader in a significant way, helped you to become the leader you are. And tell us a little bit about how this person impacted your life. That's so subtle, yeah. Mike. Mike, for our listeners, Mike is uh, pointing at himself. Yeah. Hint, hint. I thought he had a problem over there. I didn't realize. <laughs> yeah, okay, he wants to be. Yeah, he's. Uh, uh, well, Mike, I will give you a plug. Mike is an awesome pastor. 
he, he was my pastor for uh, three years, Mike. About three. Yep. Three years after you finished seminary. And uh, man, he, he was tremendous reaching out to, to, I watched him reach out to the lost. Like, yeah, Mike, you're a great yeah. pastor. You were not, I was not going to mention you. I'm glad you pointed at yourself so I could do that. <laughs> Uh, so, hey, I'll uh, take I'll take any plug I can get. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I've had I've had a couple mentors in. The, I, I worked as a as a graphic designer and then as a salesman. And uh, I, I didn't I didn't want to be a salesman. I, I I was applying for a job at a company to be their graphic designer, and the owner of the company I was interviewing with him, and he kept telling me his name's Mark Kareem. He kept telling me, uh, "You belong in sales. You belong in sales." And and and. Uh, so then I told him, no, I'm, I'm want to be a graphic designer. And the next thing I know, he called me and he says, Hey, you got the job. Oh, not the, not the graphic design job. You start in sales in two weeks. So, uh, I, I needed the job, but my wife and I were trying to move to that area of St. Cloud. And, and, uh, so I started with him and, uh, on my first day we were buying plane tickets and I was in 36 States in six months. Uh, traveling for his company. I didn't even know it was a traveling salesman job. But but what he did for me was he, he the first few trips he traveled with me. And and uh this guy empowered me, encouraged me, uh taught me about the product and then watched me sell the product all in kind of like a crash course and then stayed connected with me and uh just continued to be uh just just a, an encourager to succeed. Like this was someone who who made it very clear he believed in me and and yet and yet uh held my feet to the fire i remember he was trying to uh uh we were hosting these little luncheons to sell our product at, at lumberyard so we wanted to put on these lunches and uh I, I couldn't get anyone to host these these things i didn't want to feature the product and and he says you're offering them a free lunch to their customers so if they're saying no to you you're doing something wrong and, and, uh, he just had this, you know, you're going to find a way to get it done attitude and mm -hmm. he wouldn't let you off the hook. And, and, uh, it, it was great, he, great, great, great mentor, great leader and very successful. Then, then, uh, I'm going to roll to another one. When I left that company, I started working for a sales company here in, in Fergus Falls. And I started working for Doug Thorson, who's a part of, uh, Bethel. Lutheran church. And I wasn't a believer at the time. And, and Doug was, uh, witnessing to me just, so here he is again, we're working in sales together, and, but yet he's asking me about my faith. And, and I learned that like, to, uh, Doug once told me that his work, all that he does for his company is to fund his ability to do stuff for the ministry. And, and, uh, so th yeah. that's, that was a Christian role model that, uh, you know, not only was did God use him in amazing ways to, uh, bring me to faith. Um, but I saw him living his faith out. It was, a, it was a great, really super cool thing. And then, uh, another leader that, uh, I have to mention is, is Dr. Bo at our seminary. Uh, Dr. Bo was, uh, is you know, just, uh, he has been a mentor and a friend to me and he has, um, um, encouraged me in education. He, he's the reason I had an associate's degree when I started at the seminary. 
uh, because of Dr. Bo, I, I got my bachelor's degree and eventually my master's degree. And uh, really, again, a, str a strong uh, Christian leader, mentor who has instilled in me like a, a, a love for lifelong, you know, like learning. Like I'm, I still go visit him to talk about theology. It's, it's great. So those, those would be three guys that immediately come to mind. And, and there are there are many more. It's actually a really good segue too, as a you mentioning Dr. Bo and uh, all of us having him as a professor who are here. One of the impacts that I've had with Dr. Bo is that he's so quick to point out that he's learning alongside us, even though he's the professor and he's the one who like we're looking towards for knowledge. He constantly reminded us when he was walking in with his backpack and his huge stack of books uh, that he is here to learn alongside us. And one of the most impactful things that you can do in learning is making sure that you are reading, is making sure that you are learning from others uh and and growing in knowledge so troy our next question is like what are you reading now and uh learning from today i i'm reading right now i'm reading uh unseen around by michael heiser and uh it it's uh it's kind of a glimpse into the the spiritual realm he, he michael heiser is a um he he's his his concern is kind of that we've we've lost this idea uh of the spiritual element of the bible and and um uh, of the angels and and demons and and and, and so he, he kind of tackles that stuff but one of the exciting things about that it, it it's it's uh i can see the book could be a little controversial um but uh one of the exciting things about it is is in reading that book it's led me to conversations with both uh, Dr. Priven now and of the, our Old Testament professor at our seminary and uh, Dr. Berge. And I, I've had these amazing conversations, uh, just talking theology and talking about these, these spiritual aspects. Um, and, and really, the, one, one of the cool takeaways about, uh, from Michael Heiser's book that, that I've been reading is uh, he's talking about spiritual warfare. And he, he gets into talking about how like if you're chasing demons in haunted houses, uh, that's that's not real spiritual warfare. That's a, that's a distraction. Uh, real the real spiritual warfare is is uh, growing the kingdom of God, ex expanding the kingdom of God, proclaiming the gospel. The the lost are the battleground. And as someone who who was an unbeliever, you know. My heart is for evangelism, for witnessing, for for seeing, uh, for telling the story of Jesus, and and then whatever happens, you know, happens. Bringing faith to people is is God's work, but uh, to see that as kind of like the, that's the spiritual battle. I I think yeah. that's a huge takeaway. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's great. I, th I think that's a good reading skill too. To uh, you know, sometimes we we think we can only read the things that we know we're gonna. 100% agree with. And I think that's a great way to stretch your mind and expand your horizons and, and come to understand other viewpoints too that, you know, and it becomes really, a, you know, an enlightening process for us. That's, that's, that's great. Thank you, Troy. What would you say is one of the biggest challenges facing leaders today? You know, there, there, there's a variety. I mean, there's the present 
circumstances that we're, that we're facing um, with COVID-19 and, and leaders seeing the, the challenge to how, how do I do my ministry right now when they haven't maybe been on uh, social pl- network platforms or, or they maybe didn't even have a website mm-hmm. for their church. And they're, they're wondering, how do I get there? And so, so communication is, is um, it's, it's a challenge right now. And that's always, that's always a challenge. I think sometimes the, the purpose of that communication, you know, it, it, it is to feed, it is to reach, it is to encourage and, and to grow. But, but we as a church, you know, we're on, we're on that mission. And I think sometimes our biggest challenge is, is, you know, how do we continue to mobilize and, and to, to uh, see the big picture of, again, ex- expanding the kingdom of God, of reaching our neighbors and, and the lost. And um, I think that might be the hardest thing is, is to, to get people excited. There's a book, uh, book I read years ago, and um, it, it was talking about, you know, how do you mobilize people? How do you get people to act, to, to, to do stuff? And, and, and the, the answer the book gave was uh, you convince them they can win. The, the people will, will go, they'll act, they'll hmm. serve if they can, if they can win. Hmm. And, you know, in the gospel, we, we have one. Jesus Christ, like this, the battle's still being fought, but the war's over. And I, I think that, you know, that message uh, is one I, I like to empower people with. But I think that's, that's the big thing is kind of keeping our eye on the big picture and not just becoming stagnant as a church. That's, that's, that's a problem we face as leaders. We can slip into maintenance mode really quick. And even trying mm-hmm. to find the right vehicles for our communication can, can, can take up a lot of time. Yeah. 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 Great stuff in order to bring to people's attention too. you know, not growing stagnant is, is so important too. And also encouraging people to move outside of the church walls in order or outside of the church building walls in order to reach out to others too, um, is one of the greatest impacts that the church can have, you know, being the body of Christ going and being sent is, uh, is something that we can consciously always be aware of moving forward. So Troy, you have shared with us, you turned 42 years old today. Happy birthday once again. And a good question to think about as is your birthday is if you could go back and give advice to a younger you, um, when you first started your leadership journey, what would you say to that, to that kid? Besides don't let Mike stay in your basement. Besides that, you know what? Troy's not. You no, know, he probably <laughs> will after I say this. But I was going to say that was probably one of the best months of Troy's life. He <laughs> loved it, and he still thinks about it. And he and Katie probably laugh about it. And the boys secretly just miss having me there. Uh, but that's okay. You don't have to mention it because I know that that's the truth. Well, you know, you know, one thing about what I was worried about when Mike was living in my basement, I had a son born on June 7th that year. Mike moved in maybe in July, moved out in yep. September sometime. And I, I, I was worried that that kid didn't know who his dad was. Mike was there all the time. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. So, so what, so what would you tell to a younger you? <laughs> to a younger me? Well, probably stay patient. I think one of the things that, that and, and have patience with people. And I think that's a lesson that I, that I have learned slowly. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a driven person and, and I like, let's go. I, there's always a destination. One of the hardest things when you guys kind of gave me a, a, a rundown of what we'd be talking about today is I don't look back a lot. And, and these questions tend to ask you to look back. So that's, that's my personality is just where are we going next? Um, and, and realizing that, that there's a, not everybody's on that, you know, we, we all might be on the same path, but we're not all on the same boat. We're all on the mm. same boat. How do I want to say that? Mm. All the boats are on a path, like a dirt all path. All the boats are on a path. <laughs> and you have to make stops along the way. Right. But some people are rowing the opposite directions. Yeah. Yeah. The boats are hitting. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and I just, I, you know, I bring up my own example, but that's been true for every, every company I've worked for, every organization I've been a part of is, you know, there, there are, there are things to each position you don't see hmm. and, and so patience and be open to learning and, and working with people. And, and you, you really do have to get people to come along with you if you want to uh, achieve great things. Yeah, that's a good, that's a powerful lesson. And I mean, that, that, uh, that's good advice to be patient and, um, to, to work, to make sure other people are coming along with you. That's, that's powerful. What are some, uh, resources or next steps that you might recommend to someone who's looking to gain insight and becoming a better leader? You know, I go back to patience. I go back to, uh, I think you, you do set a goal too, though. You, you, you have a destination, you, you have a plan, set a plan and, and not just something uh, that, that doesn't, that, 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 that's aspirational, but how, how are you going to achieve it? A book that I have read uh, was actually recommended to me by uh, guy I was in seminary with for a while, uh, Doug Rognes, uh, is uh, The Four Disciplines of Execution. And, and it talks about, you know, setting one or one to three major goals. When people have more than that, they, they tend to uh, lose their way and not accomplish any of them. But if they have one to three, that they'll knock them out. And, and, and the other thing that book talks about is, you know, to accomplish goals, a lot of people, uh, there's lead and lag measures. A, a lead measure would be like, I, I want to raise $50,000. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Cut that. Okay. <laughs> We're not cutting it. We're leaving it in. I told you, the, I told her at the beginning. Bro. I told about the beginning. Yeah. If you say something you want to change, we can edit it later, but we're not going to edit that. that. Well, no, we won't do the whole that. thing. I understand how it works. I was just explaining it wrong. So you got lead and lag measures and a lead measure is, is things you can control. So the lag measure is you want to raise $50,000. So that's what people tend to measure. Well, did we reach our goal? That, but that's a lag measure. You, you, you can't control that. What you can control is the lead measure. Did I, you do some calculations yeah. and did I reach out to 25 people yeah. that's to like, attempt to raise that money? And did I make that goal? Yeah. And, and, and what was the average? And so you start measuring those things that you can mm -hmm. control and, and then it'll help you assess how to better accomplish your goals too. So, you know, to, to be a good yeah. leader, I, I say set a goal and, and, and set a strategy to get there. Those are, those are good. I've also heard those called, um, process-based goals versus outcome-based goals. Awesome. Well, Troy, you made it to the end. I you survived. answered all the questions in a timely fashion and 
you actually gave us more than one word answers as opposed to what you've been threatening us to do where you're just going to tell us one thing and that's it and then we were going to move on and it was just going to be dead space so once again <laughs> you've come through with flying colors so troy thank you happy yeah. 42nd birthday i hope you have something fun planned for today uh and regardless you can look at this as the best birthday present you've ever gotten in your entire life which is getting to spend time with me and ryan yeah it was it was nice it was nice. <laughs> See? Yeah. What better gift well, than to spend time with friends? Or at least people that you you tolerate. In your or at least people that yeah. yeah. So uh to our listeners, if you want to find um where Troy uh and some of his articles can be found, uh you can check out the clba.org app or Faith and Fellowship magazine, or you can check out the uh, the app as well. Uh, wait, I think I just messed that up. You can go to the website, clba.org, or go to the app, which is CLBA. Uh, and to let you guys know, Troy also wrote a book that was referenced uh, a little bit earlier, and it's called Footsteps in the Promise. Uh, it's a book that I love personally giving out to younger uh, families who come in who have just had uh, a new child born or uh, came in and had that child baptized. We give these books out uh, fairly often. And it's great because each portion is like a children's story along with some great artwork. But on top of that, the part that I appreciate the most is that there's a little blurb on the bottom of each uh, children's story, which gives you as a parent or as a reader the opportunity to dig a little bit deeper and explain it to the kids a little bit better. So not only are you ministering to kids, but you are getting ministered to yourself as well. So Troy, fantastic job with this book, Footsteps in the Promise. Um, if yeah. you'd like any copies of this book, Troy, how do they get their hands on it? They can order them on our website, clba.org, or uh, they can call or email us. Before you finish your outro, we, we owe him a couple of thanks too. Troy is uh, was one of the people involved in developing our logo. And he also, our name, uh, is tied to another project that's in development with North American Mission. And Troy helped us uh, tie those two projects together, this podcast and that other project that's coming out. Um, so we, we just uh, appreciate you, Troy. And um, we're grateful for what you've done to help this podcast get going. And I personally, I owe you a great deal of thanks for all the hard work that you've done helping and supporting me with the stuff that uh, that I've been doing during the coronavirus. You've been a huge, huge resource, huge support, and a great advisor. And uh, I'm really, really grateful to you for that. You're welcome. And yeah, I, yeah. I know you're waiting for a joke, but I don't have a joke. No, that, no joke, no joke. Well, that, that logo too, was that was that was a, uh, a group effort. And I, I, I do got to yeah. thank uh, Krista Jar and her husband, Armin Jar. They, they, yeah. uh, they really wanted a smelting pot in that logo and uh they worked to make that happen they kept pushing on that uh, i had a big hammer above that the the, the bottom of the, the star thing was an anvil yeah. and i had a big hammer above it and they wouldn't they would not let it stand so uh there was a lot of help with that logo it looks really cool I'm glad it turned out trey you got her, your hand in a lot of stuff and we appreciate it because we know that when you're involved with stuff it's a success. So thanks, Troy, for all your hard work that you do. All right. Can I uh, can I wrap us up? Yeah. Take us home. All right. Sweet. So let's take it home. Uh, thanks to the listeners uh, for listening today. And 
uh, for listening to the show. And if you are thinking to yourself, man, I'd really love Ryan and Mike to tackle this topic, or uh, I'd love a little bit more information of how my church could uh, benefit from this. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love it if you emailed us with your ideas or even with people that you'd love to say, you know, hey, so-and-so is doing this really, really well. And I think that they would make a good guest on the show. We would love to hear all of that. And in order to get us that information, we have a fancy schmancy email that you can email us at. And it is podcast at clbforge.org. Uh, don't miss next week's episode when we talk to uh, crisis response coordinator, Kari Janus, about uh, how churches can be a blessing to their community uh, in times of crisis. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you can get uh, notifications when the podcast drop. And we'd love it if you would consider sharing it with a friend or a colleague. And that's all we got to say about that. And so we're going to say goodbye. If everybody else wants to say goodbye, go for it. Bye. See you later. See you next time. Good job, Troy.